All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm once again joined by my friend Kristen. How are you today? I'm well, Dana. How are you? I'm doing good. So we decided, since we just had writer-director Jason Cabell on for a couple episodes to talk about his new movie, Running with the Devil, we decided that we would go ahead and just watch the film. It's being released in a couple days, and we had an opportunity to see an early screening copy of it. And the movie stars Nicolas Cage, Cole Hauser, Leslie Bibb, Lawrence Fishburne, Barry Pepper, Clifton Collins Jr., Adam Goldberg, Peter Fascinelli. The list goes on. And it really, for those who don't know what the movie is, I'll basically give you the, the IMDb synopsis of the film. It's the CEO of an international conglomerate sends two of his most regarded executives to investigate why shipments of cocaine are being hijacked and overcut somewhere over the supply chain. And Nicolas Cage essentially plays one of these guys who has to figure out who's been ordered by the boss, Barry Pepper. He's been ordered to find out why the cocaine, which starts in Colombia and travels all through Central America into the United States and then eventually into Canada, his job is to basically find out where everything is going wrong. And so it's a really unique take on sort of this, the seedy underbelly of the drug trade. Kristen, we just saw the movie. What were your overall impressions of the film? So the neatest part for me, of this movie was that it really did, like you said, it really showcases some of the things that not only do people probably not even think about while watching a movie like, you know, the movie Blow, for instance. You have this very one-sided, I guess, part of it, and it gets into this one particular character's take. Well, this movie, for me, I found so interesting was you have all the different sides of it, and they all have their own, I guess, separate stories within a movie. And I found that to be extremely interesting that it was able to all come together full circle at the end. And my overall take would most definitely be how unique and how it felt so probably accurate to the way that things really go down in a situation where you are faced with the problem that is the drug problem in America. And then there are so many multifaceted levels to that and so many different people that are involved from beginning to end. And you get to see every part of that in this film. I mean, from the very, very beginnings of a farm where children are picking leaves. I mean, it starts in a way that is so uh, just unique to any other film you've I've ever seen about drug trade or anything that had to do with the underbellies of the drug world. And this movie shows it in a way that felt so real to me. And that was one of the things that you, you know, you and I were talking about when we finished watching the film is this movie is really indicative of what's happening in the world, but it just, and it's somewhat of a contained story. But it's part of such a massive problem that's going on, not just in America, but throughout the entire world. And I just thought it was kind of a fascinating look at how, I mean, we were talking about this. You know, listeners, you haven't seen the movie yet. Like none of the actors I mentioned, they don't even have character names in this film. They're all, they all have like just nicknames, like the executioner or the cook. Well, it's like their job title. Basically, yeah. And we don't really get to know these characters very well because I think they're just supposed to represent so many people in the real world that are doing this. Yes, Dana. That's what, I mean, it felt like they represent like almost their own subcategory of the people that are involved. And then you have the connections that follow up down the line, but you don't get that in the beginning. And you have these, well, like you said, I mean, they're like a character without a name. They represent 
a position. Uh, that's exactly it. It's a position. And even though this is one sort of small contained story, you realize from watching this movie, this is how it works. Like, this is how the drug trade works. I mean, and I, this is not really getting into spoilers, but the synopsis of the film said Nicolas Cage, he's got to figure out where everything is going wrong. So he goes, travels to Colombia. You know, he's literally to the farmer who's, who's making the cocaine and he starts the, at the source. Yeah. He starts yeah. With, and he follows it throughout Colombia, throughout Central America, throughout America. And you, you see how it works. And I thought it was really eye opening. And I thought it was a really fascinating take on something I thought I was familiar with, but I was like, Oh no, this is how it really works. And the fact that they didn't have names made so much sense to me because they're just representing representations of so many other people that do the exact same thing. Correct. And you know, the, one of the interesting things for me about that film and the way that they, like we have talked about, like they have a position. So each character there, and they even list it when you meet them for the first time in the film, they're listed by their position. There's the boss. You have the man, you have the cook, you have the farmer. I mean, you have all these positions. And I found that very unique from any other movie I've ever seen, because as far as when you sit down to watch a film, you expect a certain formula and this movie blew it out of the water. And for me, I thought it was very well done because I got the impression that this was a movie that I wasn't supposed to care about these characters. And I ended up caring more than the I think I would have expected in the beginning because of just the way they were represented. What I cared more about was how is this going to end? What's going to happen? Will they find out? And when they find out, what will happen as a result? And so I guess the main character in this film for me was probably the drugs themselves and what is happening and how is it happening and how tragic it is the way that things kind of progress along the line and the people that get involved in that and sucked in. And it really shows you more of an individual job title than it does an individual character type. So whereas in a lot of films, you develop an emotional connection. And I think my first impression, I guess, was, gosh, I don't feel emotionally connected to many of these characters. And if any, and then I realize as I'm watching it that, well, I don't think I'm supposed to. Because for the last, I mean, with the exception of possibly the Leslie Bibb character, who's the the special agent and the Peter Fashionelli character, you know, they're, they're, they're the quote unquote good guys. Like, these are not good people. I mean, not at all. And I think what Jason was trying to do with this was trying to demonstrate, like, listen, this is the reality of how it is. Well, and, and even the good guys, Dana, aren't that good. Because in a world, in an underbelly, in a world like that, and when you're involved in something so dark and seedy, even the good are bad. And I thought that when I watched it, I had this feeling more than once. It's like, it's, it's like a tribute to the departed and the way that he shows even the good guy is a bad guy really kind of reminded me of when I, you know, watching the movie The Departed and the way that those characters were portrayed in a way that you don't really like any of them much. And this movie really had that for me. It had that, that departed feeling. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good way to look at it like that. Nicolas Cage, this was a, this was kind of a, for lack of a better term, this was kind of a quieter role for him, I think. You know, he was a little more, I don't want to use the term subdued, but this is a drama. Like, this is not an action film. Like, this is a, a drama. In Although the action is fierce. There is. There is. When, it, when it's there, it's fierce. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and I thought Nicolas Cage, who plays the cook, I thought he was really good in this film. Well, and I love that you just brought that up because when 
the name of the cook comes up and Nicolas Cage, even just the way he dresses, it gave me a reminder of Walter White from Breaking Bad. And you really see that this is a man that has a normal life more so than any other character that we had seen. And I guess if there's anyone that I felt a remote connection with, it would be his character. And it was that Walter White tribute that I felt throughout the film, which I thought was extremely well portrayed. And it connects you to him in the only way you can probably be connected to any of those characters. And then, of course, you got Lawrence Fishburne, who, I mean, I love the guy. I mean, he go go all the way back to Apocalypse Now when he was 14 years old. He is having fun in this movie. You can tell that he had a lot of fun playing this character. Oh, I'm sure. His, his, char- his character, the man, if you will, is off the wall. And we're going to leave it at that. And you know, what's really interesting, Dana, is that when you, what you're saying about Lawrence Fishburne and how I'm sure he had fun. I'm sure it was a wild time. I'm sure he embraced the uniqueness of that type of character. It's not someone as a character type that you see in films ever. I mean, not much. And it was like next, next level with the way that they took that character. And what I really like is that you don't really get to know anybody. And again, I don't believe that this film was designed to get to know any of these characters. What it did for me was it really set me up, I mean, in my own thoughts after watching the film, to be more curious as to the backstory of some of these people and where they came from and how they got there. And what is the backstory of Lawrence Fishburne's character? Where did he come from? I mean, you briefly see him with a wife and a child, and you only briefly get a glimpse into these characters' life outside of working and tracking down the drugs and figuring stuff out and catching, you know, catching the bad guys. But you very, it, they just touch on it. And I think the movie was meant to just touch on it, to give you the real, real nitty gritty, the dirty side of it. And I loved that about this film. And it set me up to be so curious that I would love to see more of a, a character study or to find out maybe, maybe this movie is the middle of something bigger. It felt like you're watching something where we should have had more of a backstory on these characters. Well, gosh, I mean, I would love to ask Jason, is, is there a prequel? I did ask him. I said, you know, on the second interview I did with him, I asked him if, you know, there was any potential for a sequel. I mean, are we going to explore this universe a little bit more? And he said, yes. I mean, yes, those ideas are brewing and he well, has some ideas. And on I that. love to hear that because that's what I took away from this film at the very end was, I want to know more about these characters. It yeah. was such an interesting take on the whole underground world. And then you get just a, it's it's like almost like a teaser of who these people maybe were and are and how they got to where they're at. And so I would love to see a prequel to this, or I mean, definitely a prequel. I want to know how these characters got to where they got to and what brought them to to the position that they're in now. And it felt like, you know, again, I mean, The Departed was an excellent film. It's one of my all-time favorites, and I love Martin Scorsese, and he's amazing. This film felt like the middle of a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah, and that's a compliment. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that was one of the neatest parts for me, was that it felt like watching the middle of a Martin Scorsese film, like the middle of The Departed, and 
I liked it because it was quick movie. It wasn't very, it wasn't, it wasn't three hours long. It was a movie that gave me so much interest in finding out more. And I walked away from it thinking, I just can't wait to see what he's going to do next. So on a, on a technical level, movie looks great. He's got a real eye for a lot of those shots. Some of the shots in the film are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, one thing he mentioned to, to me when we were doing the the last interview was that his 20 years experience as a Navy SEAL lended some authenticity to a lot of the, uh, you know, the gunplay and, and whatnot. And there's a great skydiving sequence, which I don't want to spoil. But all of that is, you know, that's all Jason. Like, Jason brought all of that to the table. Well, Dana, I mean, you can definitely see the attention to detail in the violence which a lot of movies have either over-the-top violence or stuff that just feels very, uh, you know, unrealistic. It was so chilling because it did feel so accurate. That would be the way that you would really feel that it happened, and it just gave me the chills. And in a way that it was meant to in this film. It was so well shot and so attention to detail with the military scenes. I mean, watching this film, I was not surprised to learn that this man was a Navy SEAL. I was not surprised to learn that this man has a lot of military experience. It's so much more realistic that there didn't have to be a lot of it for it to feel... Very terrifying. And, and what was interesting about it, Kristen, was, you know, we talked about how all these characters, they don't have any names and things like that. And throughout this journey that where we follow the cocaine, the, the devil, if you will, we find it's, it's really interesting to see how it just travels by boat, by truck. I mean, you even mentioned the, the part where it flies from Mexico into the United States. So I, I want to mention like th- even these, you know, big name character. I mean, you've got these big name, you know, people and they don't even have a name in the film. And I like that. But what really struck me is you get introduced to all these pieces of the puzzle that move the whole thing along, which are each one by itself is crucial crucial pieces to the puzzle. I mean, so you have this scene where they're going from Mexico to America and you have this pilot that, I mean, the man is dressed in like pilot gear and he's clearly not supposed to be there. Like you can tell, I mean, I thought that was unique that they had somebody dressed up like he just came from a a job and this is like a side gig and you can kind of tell that. And I thought that was such an attention to detail part. And then the pilot, you know, he's mapping it out. He's done, he's obviously done it before. And man, I mean, it just blew me out of the water, you know, and this is one of just many characters in that film that have, you know, maybe a very small part, but a giant role in what's happening within the organization and within the whole process. And the way that that whole scene was done really blew my mind. And it was, it almost felt like you were in the plane with him. I mean, you got the guy looking back at you and he's all, you know, smiling. I mean, it was just very well done. Excellent acting across the board from every single character in that film really nailed their role. And I want to know more about all of them. So that's interesting too. And I just can't wait to see what Jason can bring out as far as a prequel to learning more about these individual characters. It was extremely unique. Excellent. So overall, we enjoyed the film. Oh, hands down. It, it It was definitely one of the more accurate feeling movies and more detail-oriented films I have seen in a long time. And Running with the Devil will be available video on demand September 20th on all major 
platforms. Anywhere that you can rent a movie video on demand, that movie is going to be available. And the movie is also going to have a limited theatrical release. So if you get an opportunity to see this on the big screen, I urge you to do that. Oh my gosh. I really wish I could have seen it on the big screen, As Dana. do I. Because the amazing aerial views and the beautiful scenery in the this movie. The shots in this movie are incredible. There were some time. I mean, I had to stop it and rewatch it just so I could get a better look at the aerial views and the, the scenery is just incredible. Absolutely. So we're giving this one a positive recommendation. 100% Excellent. positive. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Kristen on Twitter at Floss Hair. You can follow me on Twitter at Dana Buckler. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dana Buckler Show. You can follow us on Instagram at The Dana Buckler Show. You can check out the website, www.thedanabucklershow.com. And you can email the show with questions or comments at thedanabucklershow at gmail.com. So Kristen, thanks for watching the movie with me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And we're going to talk soon. My name's Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening.